The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Advancing every week toward Our Lady's plans, confrontation with darkness, her persistent call to come into the arms of her son, what glorious days we experience. And we see the division of two groups, one who See hopelessness, living in the darkness. But they're not with that hope that things are going to recover and change. But that's why they're in darkness, because they don't have the wisdom to see. It's not going to. Their efforts, their, their energies, their time is put toward, well, we'll get the economy going again. We're going to recover. We're going to do this. We'll get people spending money. We'll get people borrowing. None of which is going to change anything. Because I've heard me say, there's a judgment against the system. And you can argue whether the system's bad or this or the greedy people or the welfare people. 
all these things really are immaterial. Because the rot that comes into the system, no matter how good it is, is infected with the infection of immorality. Immorality will bring rot into the best of systems. And so we see nation after nation on the verge of collapse. No hope. And it's almost amusing to see them coming up with the same scenarios, the same solutions that have gotten them in this position to start with. Borrow more, print more money. It's an amazing thing how stupid people have become. But when you wander in hopelessness, you wander in darkness. You wander in darkness, you don't have any chasteness in your life, any chastity. I don't mean just to the flesh, chastity of doing and feeling like you can do whatever you want to do. But you're measured. You're chased in your expenditures. You're chasing what you indulge in. You're chased in, in your behavior. Because you can say something, do you say it? In your words. Actually, chastity brings clarity of thought. Where there's no chastity, there's no clarity of thought. We have an unchaste society. The whole world's unchaste. Be it the way many approach a religion even, with hatred, with domination, with laxity, nonchalantly. What kind of people are we are to God? We're an unchaste people. Our lady wants this purity. She wants to walk in this purity. She wants to pray to the Holy Spirit for her son to be impressed within you. And that way, you can walk in the light, or rather the divine light, as she said in March 2nd message, of the times of darkness. So if you're in the divine light in the time of darkness and hopelessness, what will you see? You'll see trials. But you'll be able to set out with her and, and see which way you need to go. And you will experience Easter and what comes in. And so we have a lot of hope. We have a lot of future that we're looking to, planning for things in our mission, in our community those who listen to us. Very hopeful future. Very, very unhopeful future of the world. Not that we're going to be able to cross over to give them that. They have to accept it. And many aren't accepting it. They're not receptive of it. Why is that? Again, because we have unchaste thought. From the way we do that, we do everything. You have socialism seems to be the solution for recover, economic recovery. The government taking more, doing more, watching every aspect of our lives, regulating more. So why is socialism bad? Because it covets the goods of the neighbor. Socialism is a violation of the commandment. 
But because there's no chasteness, there's no clarity to see that. We break it down in complications where we do that. And even, even the church, even the, the social justice themes of the church has called on the government to do things. But our lady's come to show us, to help us see more clearly, to understand that even for our good doesn't justify the means of not doing good in the beginning. To think you can take money from somebody and give it to another is coveting a neighbor's goods if it's not without the consent. And so we have socialism taking over the United States of America, the big push for the president. I'm not speaking politics. I'm speaking of the issues of what he's done and where he's taken this and the whole world. And eventually, when you violate commandments, you get penalized for that. Penalized by what? Consequences of your actions. Those consequences eventually creep in and show up, come on to you like a dark monster in the night. That's what's happening to Greece. That's what's happening in other countries where 30, 40, 50, 60% of the people are getting some kind of aid. This is a contradiction to the world that God made that's abundant. Be fruitful. Do you not see the seed, Jesus says, dropped to the ground, dead, that will produce a hundredfold more in its growth? Have you not had experience of planting something and see how it multiplies? Have you not experienced some time in your life, whether you're rich now or you're poor or you're on welfare or you're disabled, have you not experienced somewhere in your life where you saw production, how abundant the earth really is, how recoverable it is even from economic, or not economic, but from environmental disasters? The earth has built into it recovery systems. It gives wealth from the soil. It produces abundantly more than you can ever have. And the scripture says if you live the commandments, your grain bins will be filled. And they'll have to be thrown away to make room for the new grain. So blessed will you be. And so we're so conditioned one way and we think and we talk and we fight this and that. We don't even see clearly enough to think what our moves should be. Because we're highly regulated. We're told everything we can do. Now we're told that we have to, to create jobs by taking money from other people. Which again, if you have wisdom, if you're in prayer, if you have love in your heart, if you live the chase within the capacity of the state and life you're in, you'll see this is a violation of covering in a neighbor's goods. No official has the right to come to you and say, even through taxes, to give it to someone else. You're saying, or you might say, or might have the argument, well, here's a friend of Missouri talking about the Virgin Mary messages. He's talking about taxes, illegal taxes. This is part of a conversation with Jesus. Render to Caesar what's Caesar's. Render to God what is God's. So we have a crossover now. 
This doesn't apply what Jesus says to what I'm talking about. Because I'm not talking about legitimacy taking money to what Caesar's with his name on it and his image on it. The government is invading the church. It's telling us we have to pay for contraception. It's wanting our money to pay for something that's not Caesar's. This belongs to God's domain, nobody else's. You're going to enter in that and tell us to violate natural law. Then you go to jail, not us. You're held accountable for it, not us. But then one can object to that and say, "Uh uh-uh, you sinned, and they're right. That's where we're checkmated. If you're not walking in the messages, not walking in the commandments, you can't say that, nor can you do that, nor will you have the power to do it. And that's why we're powerless. We haven't lived the commandments. We haven't done what he says, let your life be true before God. I'm giving you some wisdom and knowledge of how to think that has value only if you're walking in the divine light in this time of darkness and hopelessness. That's a quote. Pray that you can be apostles of the divine light in this time of darkness and hopelessness. You can only do that if you do what Lady says. Let your life, quote, let your life be true before God. Unquote. That's done by living his commandments. And no, you're not going to disguise as a tax that belongs to Caesar for me or anybody I would even advise that's living the commandments to take that money and pay for sterilization, abortion, etc., contraception. Illegitimate, you don't have the authority to do that. You can't do that, not just morally, but by nature, by natural law. It's not even from religion. It's coded into the fabric of God's nature, the God of rather, the God of nature. Right into the Constitution, even they quote that. And they didn't conceive that because it's just there. It's there from the beginning of the world. You cannot violate natural law, nor do you have to obey it. There's no authority to impose it. It only comes to power where it can falsely impose that through tyrannical moves. And that's why we're face-to-face with tyranny. And that's why they have power. That's why they can do what they can do. Because we have failed. So first thing first is the tear of repentance. You must offer, clean up your life, think different, ask repeatedly through the day, O my beloved, who art my God, make my heart a flame of pure love for thee. I repent of my sins. I want to be one with you as a son. Following you in a close relationship with you and with your daughter Mary as my mother and Jesus as my brother. When all is said and done, the business community in our country is the heart of our economy. The single bright spot that I can see on the horizon is the ability of American entrepreneurs to adapt to virtually any situation and still make a profit. The biggest negative is the excessive burden placed on them by our political system. It is very popular these days to attack business people as greedy money grubbers who need to be watched carefully and regulated heavily. 
If this trend continues, we will lose the base from which all of our capital is generated. Allow me to cite an example. Some time ago, a businessman I know called to say that he was relocating his business outside the U.S. The reason? The constant pressure from our government bureaucracy. He owned a company in the western United States, and a sizable portion of his business was providing parts for catalytic converters on automobiles. A part of the manufacturing process involved the use of a potent acid catalyst which was, which was recaptured, cleaned, and reused again. Three years earlier, he was required by the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, to install some very expensive equipment to monitor the plant's environment to ensure that no workers were exposed to the caustic fumes. He did this willingly, believing it was in the best interest of his employees. Recently, he received a bill from the EPA for his share of the, an environmental cleanup. It seems the company he bought the monitoring equipment from also used toxic chemicals in their testing facility. The facility failed to meet EPA standards and was required to decontaminate their entire complex, which meant chipping out several hundred yards of concrete and storing it in sealed containers for the next 150 years or so. Rather than absorb these costs, the company, a subsidiary of a foreign firm, declared bankruptcy and closed its doors. The EPA then sent a portion of the cleanup estimate to all the companies that had ever done business with the firm, including this businessman. The thing about it that bothered him the most was, that the, on was the only slightly veiled threat he received— the attorneys from the EPA warned him that if he refused to pay his share, amounting to tens of thousands of dollars, he would be held liable for the entire cleanup, amounting to several millions of dollars. The timing was significant because he had just returned from an industrial meeting where other business owners shared horror stories of similar conflicts with various government agencies Many of them had had their assets attached when they refused to comply. Enough is enough, he told me. Government officials from another country want me to relocate my business there, and they've offered me tax breaks, low-interest loans, and governmental guarantees of no interference. I can see the handwriting on the wall here, so I'm going. He offered his employees a chance to relocate also. As expected, no one took the offer, so 1,300 employees were out of a job and another industry left the U.S. I'm sure some newspaper or television station in his area will eventually do a report on the callous businessman who dumped his employees for a few dollars, but that was not the case at all. He grieved over his decision, and then he provided liberal benefits for those who were dismissed. My great concern, he said, is that one day the rules will be so oppressive that I won't be able to operate profitably and laws will be passed to keep me from relocating, so I'm getting out while I still can. He saw the EPA in the same role as the KGB in Russia. They have become a paramilitary enforcement group running amok throughout the free enterprise system. The environment has become the new buzzword in Washington, 
and there is little doubt that more of this kind of activity will take place. Our system of regulation seems to swing from one extreme to the other, never reaching the proper balance. When the additional factors of mandatory health insurance, workman's compensation, liability insurance, property taxes, inventory taxes, and eventually value-added taxes are dumped on small and medium-sized businesses, we will see some massive failures. The interdependent relationships between banks and businesses tend to feed each other. If one goes, the other is sure to follow. As banks follow, the primary source of operating capital dries up for the local businesses. Then, as businesses fail, other banks are jeopardized because they have loans to businesses that are dependent on the failed enterprises. This may sound depressing, perhaps, but perhaps making more people aware of the impending crisis will help to deal with the problems before the whole structure unravels. Do you have any excavation equipment? And now many other aspects, even outside the excavation world, trucks and things that kind of, tractors, whatever it may be. You can't get any service. I haven't worked on, which is labor, without even parts, our parts, when you go buy the parts and you do it yourself, without paying an environmental tax that's been imposed on it. It's a pretty severe tax, sometimes $100, just extra. When this came on several years ago, we tried to do research. Where, where did this come from? EPA. It's building a war chest. A lot of money gives a lot of power. A lot of power gives more influence. More influence, more, more top money can be taken. Why have we lost our freedom? What are they doing with this? Exactly what you just read. Of course, this was written by Larry Burkett. The name of the book is The Coming Earthquake, or rather The Coming Economic Earthquake. And of course, we've been saying this for a long time. Other people have seen it. What they don't grasp is Larry Burkett's part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. You're part of the problem. We haven't lived the commandments. But now that our lady's raising up apostles, giving the clarity of thought, they're beginning to see, I'm the first sinner. And only when you walk that walk, you've been purified of these unclean thoughts the way everything operates, the world, the God of the world, the God of the dollar, and you see it for what it is, then you see things in a whole other light. So we can see what he wrote. He saw, this businessman, he saw the EPA in the same row as the KGB. KGB was ruthless. A lot of people don't even know what they're about. We heard about this. We talked about it. As kids, we mentioned the KGB every day. Oh, you like the KGB, KGB. Ruthless tyranny. Take your house. Well, we had a Russian professor here once, and she said that her dad was taken out during the middle of the night. Never saw him again. This was typical. Neighbors would just disappear. And they wouldn't just kill him. They'd send him to Siberia for 12 years and kill him over 12 years of time. A slow, horrible death. And so we have... He goes on and says the KGB in Russia. They have become a paramilitary enforcement group running amok throughout the free enterprise system. 
In other words, they're the Syrians placed over Israel when Israel sinned. So they're there because of us to get rid of them and start getting that unshackled. The first thing we have to recognize is our sinfulness, the tear repentance, and change. Then live right. Even in a difficult time that's not good, not able, not that forces you not to live right. We have words like Patrick Henry says, give me liberty or give me death. You can say, well, that's a sectarian thought applied to a political force of the Revolutionary Army or what started when they began the Revolutionary War. No. Don't attach it just to that. These were Christian men, biblical views. It's a biblical statement. Give me the liberty that I don't have to pay for abortions. And before I do, give me death. Do you understand where we are, where we stand today? Is the same place Patrick Henry stood? And they wasn't going just to the Colosseums and be eaten like the lions, or rather by the lions, which are liberal, leftist-minded people who are in deep need of conversion, but who are bad-willed and most won't. Just like they they will after the blood of the martyrs if they martyr enough of them. But Patrick Henry is saying what the early Christian says: "I will deny, deny Christ, the Liberator, the Savior." And if that's the case, and you want me to, then just give me death, march me to the Colosseum. But before I go to the Colosseum, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. The fight can only begin by living righteously. Yesterday, back in 1775 or 76, uh, somewhere around that day, year, was when Knox carried cannons across 300 miles or so of frozen lakes to get to George Washington to surround Boston with the overnight fort. The British had taken over, occupied Boston, and overnight they snuck in, they brought these cannons, George Washington and the men built a fort, painted some of the logs black to make it look like more cannons, and when they woke up, the British, when they saw, the commanders saw, George Washington's revolutionary force, they said, that what these men did in one night, we couldn't done and could not have done in two or three months. They defeated them. And George Washington did something incredible. He declared a proclamation for fasting, sacrifice. And the thanksgiving of this victory. Because they know they didn't do it without the divine providence of God and the mighty creator who watched his hands, watchful hands over it. Google this, research this, go look at the encyclopedia about it. These men, unlike people today who maybe speak about biblical things, really spoke like Patrick Henry, like dirty Christians. Give me liberty or give me death. 
So they recognize their sinfulness. They recognize their need to proclaim fast, to be repentant, undeserving of the blessings of the Almighty Father. They were filled with this. And so we're face to face with this tyranny. This thing with health care is not going to go away. You might say this is my fourth or fifth week talking about it. But it's the subject of the day. It's what's important. It's where we're face to face, where pride has come to rule. Our Lady said it. They're doing it. Are we reacting? Frank? Yeah, well, once again, last week's message was very serious. And Our Lady's second of the month message was very serious. And it is confirming what you've been telling us for many years, that we're in very a very dire circumstance economically because we're in a very dire circumstance morally. And if we see what's happening as anything besides our fault as Christians, then we don't see it clearly. It, um, once again, uh, I'm led to write to pastors about look what happened while you're sleeping, about the third commandment, about the Lord's Day, about the Sabbath. Well, wait a minute, you own pizza franchises, so what are you, what are you writing to them about? The well, for? it's taken me many years to do what you have shown us, what Our Lady has shown you, what you've shown us, and look what happened. And I'm at the final stages of taking care of this. Uh, I've had seven pizza franchises I'm down to the last one, and it's it's a like a Patrick Henry thing. Give me liberty or give me death. My faith had to show me that that yeah, I don't know where where the money's going to come to feed my family. But it this is a grave thing. This is a grave thing, and so so it took me many years. But um, you know. As much as I can say about it now, I'm, you know, all in a place now where I can live this commandment. It's almost done. But it took me several years. And I can say that if we think that there is any hope for the world and any hope for America besides us who are listening, and, and this is what is on my heart, besides those that are, that are preaching to live what we've lived traditionally from the beginning till the 1960s, what sacred scripture in Nehemiah says, it is a great evil to buy or sell on the Lord's Day. What the Catholic Church teaches, if you are putting anyone to do unnecessary work on the Lord's Day, that this violates the commandment. And it's not necessary to go out to eat. It's not necessary to buy an item that, that you don't have to prepare the Sunday meal. It's it's not, you're putting somebody to work unnecessarily. Nehemiah forbids the buying and selling on the Lord's Day. And tradition shows us clearly that we this is a grave violation of the commandment. So, if there's any hope for the world now, it's for us to see that we have to do radical things in our lives to get the message of, look what happened while you're sleeping, into the hands 
um, I'm writing a letter to pastors to, and to priests, and then to, to our bishops, to let them know that, you know, it's our fault. Why is this coming? Because we've bowed at, to commerce, to the God of commerce, and now he wants absolute worship from Christians. And, you know, we first have to live this commandment, and then exactly as you say, don't say, you know, let us be Catholics, let us be Christians. Um, no. You get out. You go to jail. We have rights that are given to us by God. We hold these truths to be self-evident. And no one can take away those rights. But first, we have to live the commandments. And it can't be rationalized away. Sacred Scripture testifies to it. The Church testifies to it. Sacred tradition testifies to it. And they'll, they'll laugh at us until we do live this right, until we're convicted, until we're really ready to tell them that we will die for this. And, and is it worth them dying for it? Now, does that sound warlike to say that? No. They'll have to die to themselves, just like I've had to die to myself, to convert, to come new again. And in the revolution war, it came to a revolution. So where that goes, we, who knows that? We pray for peace. The war did come to Bosnia and liberation. So Patrick Henry's words for us today is our motto, give me the liberator or give me death. And what we have to go from there, we just go there. And as far as financial, people say, well, what do I need to do? Well, you, again, you have to clean up your heart. You have to clean up your life. Your life has to be true with the Ten Commandments, following God's way, do what the church teaches. Not what many say in the church, not the inserters. Well, the church doesn't mean this. You study the Bible. You study the catechism. You read all these messages. You read the point of man, God. You read the saints. They're the model to understand our lady's messages. And listen to her. She says, she's the one that's guiding us in this time. Jesus has given the reins to her. She is the guide. She says, you listen to me. And it's deemed so by Jesus himself. Because he's at the end. It's all in our lady's hands now. The whole world is. And so what do you do if you're out there? To give some advice, I was talking to a couple yesterday. And, of course, we said downsize and downsize. And this couple has lived in a, a big, big house, moved a couple or three times, never built up any assets or rather equity. And so they decided that they really had to really downsize. They downsized into a dump. The ceiling was falling in. The rent was cheap. $400. Miserable place. They have children. They started making some improvements to it. But most people don't want to make that kind of sacrifice. All the while, hopefully, God would do something. And in the last few days, they found a house that went up for sale on an acre and a half of land. Neighbors are cutting horse ranches nearby. A little old farmhouse, 
really good shape, beautiful, cute, fenced, everything, small barn. Up for foreclosure. They said it's a million percent improvement from where they're living now. That's not how they went. Living in a really nice subdivision to a dump to go as low as you can go and made an offer or they're making an offer and what they want for this place under foreclosure is $40,000. They got the means for paying that. Now from one day to the next they didn't know what they were going to do. They've been looking for a year they said. God will take care of things if you really get determined that you want to be within his heart and the framework of his heart. So downsize, radically downsize. Do whatever you have to do. Live in a camper. Save every scrounge, every penny you got until you can buy a little part of land and put a better trailer on it or build a house or build a little cottage and look. Don't think it's just going to fall out of the sky for you. This fell out of the sky, but they had been asking for this. They've been looking for this. They're trying to get their life in order economically. And everybody's spurred. Everybody has these sins of excessive and indulgent and doing wrong things. And you pay for that. And you're going to continue to pay for that if you don't take the means downsize to upsize. See, they're going to upgrade now. If they had to move into this little place from what they moved in had before, they'd been downsizing and they'd been happy with this place. They're going to be thrilled to have this place. And when they move in into it, if everything goes through, the first night they sleep, they own it. Situation changed around in just no time for them, that quick. Yeah, there's been months and years on that road, but instantly God can change that, and He will. Oh, he's made that promise. Frank, if people have any conversations that they need to talk to you about finances or about how to get out of the, the slavery of debt and how Satan has controlled their whole lives, that they can be free, how do they contact you? Yeah, um, you can contact us at 877-936-7686, also by email at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. But if I could say one thing on the physical market, if you go to King World News and read the London Trader, I've been saying to those that have called and, and on this radio show for months that we're at a wholesale level. Today we're at a wholesale level. And as it is most important to do it and look what happened while you're sleeping, don't take half measures with it ain't going to happen. This is a very important part of um, our latest plan. And uh, read read this on King World News. There's been some huge uh, tonnage of both gold and silver that have disappeared at these levels. And if we're praying for silver to go up very fast, we're praying for the wrong thing. Because once we see this start to get moving, this means money's coming out of the dollars, at, uh, out of dollars, and into uh, physical things. And and the days of these fiat currencies are numbered. So um, spread these shows, take them very seriously, and, and call us. And I want to leave you with, did you give the number? Yeah, it's okay. 877-936-7686.
Okay. Now I want to leave you with really emphasizing to reread those who have it. Look what happened while you're sleeping. If you haven't read it, read it. We just had a priest call us who read the book and was so excited every time. Actually, his secretary was telling us that he, he, she's read him half the book. She can't even do her work. He was so excited. Listen to what this says. It's, it's, it was written five years ago, but it pertains to everything happening now. Ain't going to happen. It would be a supplement to that. After that, you've got to increase your wisdom. It's from Our Lady. So we leave you with the words of Patrick Henry for the early Christians and what they would say. Give me the liberator or give me death. We love you. We wish you, Our Lady. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.